We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. I'm Pamela. And I'm Taya. And welcome to episode seven of The Girls in Boxcar A. So while we're on uh, sort of hiatus waiting for the season 10 finale to air, we're going to be looking back at the premiere of this season's episode, Lines We Cross, and taking a look at the premieres from the previous 10 seasons. So what are your thoughts overall, uh, Taya, on um, the premieres from the past uh, 10 seasons of The Walking Dead? They are either hit or miss for me. And that's important because it kind of set the tone for the whole season. And I like that Greg Nicotero almost always directs the season premieres. But when he doesn't, they seem to go to crap. (laughs) (laughs) Something something that I've noticed. Yeah. And he always does a phenomenal job anyway, even if it's uh, something that is really suffering as far as the writing or the action. You can always tell that he has done his best with what he has to work with. Yeah. Which helps yeah. because I think without that, I'd just be internally screaming and pulling my hair out. But <laughs> he, he's an awesome director. I feel like they should let him direct every episode. But he usually does the season premieres and season finale, and sometimes the mid-season premieres and mid-season finales. And under his direction, things are usually better, even if it's a meh kind of episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They yeah, they tend to be hit or miss for me as well. Um, I mean, I find for me a good premiere um, usually uh, starts to create the momentum for the rest of the season set something up usually some sort of conflict or a theme and um for me a good premiere has a good attention getter you know the the cold open is something that really grabs your attention or you know there's something that runs through the episode that that really grabs your attention yeah Mm. which also i have to add that when they're really really good that sets the bar pretty high for the rest of the season. And then sometimes the next episode and the next episode, the next episode are like, what are they even doing? (laughs) Yeah. You know, a lot of fillers or something like that. Not, not always, but you know, sometimes like no sanctuary is a good example. And then it was a bunch of walking, you know, (laughs) (laughs) for like the next several episodes. So you never know. But, yeah, but at least we had that great you know, season premiere. So, <laughs> so let's uh, let's go ahead and, and jump right into it. Sure, sure. And I guess we should start at the very beginning with the um, not just the season premiere, but the series premiere, Days Gone By, which uh, talk about setting the bar really, <laughs> really yeah. high. Yeah, you know, um, I, you know my feeling about that. No one. No one can touch days gone by. My yeah. all-time, all-time favorite episode. 
and also an amazing introduction to the first season in the series. Yeah. Because and to Rick himself too. Yeah. I mean that just set up everything and it was such a beautiful transition from the comic. It just there's nothing better than that. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Really just a flawless, flawless episode. It really was. You know, that that first scene with um with Rick um killing uh, the zombie summer yeah the the child zombie um something really we hadn't seen on television before yeah and his scenes with morgan and Dwayne, and mm-hmm. him actually going back to put bicycle girl down hannah after yeah. he found out what the walkers were and everything it was just great i just yeah. I love that episode so much. I could watch it on the loop. Yeah, and um, it sets up everything for the season. It's the series itself without too much needless ex- exposition. You know, you, you learn everything you need to know about the, the walkers and what has happened without these long, drawn-out speeches. Yeah, it's uh, just a great, great episode. Really just, it, I mean, the, probably the best in the entire series, let alone a, uh, a series premiere. Yeah, nothing nothing can touch it in my mind. And there's been other episodes that I've loved, but that's the one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Then we get into season two, which is... Uh, <laughs> The um, the year on the farm, yeah. <laughs> some people would call it. But what, what Lies Ahead was the season two premiere. And that's the one where they spend a good deal of time on the highway, <laughs> hiding underneath cars. And of course, the, uh, the loss of Sophia. Yes, and, and I feel like that one's a little bit of the exception to the rule that sets up for you know good or a bad season because that episode was not great no. but in the end with Carl getting shot and putting everyone on the path to the farm I, I know that a lot of people didn't enjoy the farm episodes but I did you mm-hmm. know for the most part because well you know Shane dies and that makes me happy <laughs> Makes me so warm and fuzzy every time I think about it. But yeah, they might have been on the farm a little too long, but I feel like that was all necessary in changing Herschel's mind about them being sick people and ridding us of Shane and Carol starting to evolve after that Sophia came out of the barn. So mm-hmm. even though, like I said, that wasn't a great episode, it was nonsensical in the way why wouldn't rick just run with sophia why would he Mm -hmm. tell her to hide and then get the walkers away from her or why not just there's two walkers two why didn't you why didn't you just kill them hey sophia get behind me somewhere away from the walkers and i'm gonna you know hit them in the head and stab them in the head or whatever and we'll be done so yes and not not a great episode but I like the path that it put them on. So, yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't 
wasn't one of my favorite ones either. And after the um, after the way the season one ended with the exploding of the CDC, mm-hmm. you know, I expected a real, you know, a real wow season two premiere. And, uh, you know, with the exception of, like you said, Carl getting shot, it, it, we didn't seem to get it. But it did set us up for what would be the season on the farm, which I liked. Uh, like you, I liked the evolution of the season itself. Mm-hmm. But I just felt that the episode wasn't, it wasn't that exciting. But if you think about it, too, and like I said, I don't, I don't know people's problem really with the farm episodes. Think, thinking back at them, I really like them a lot. And... It, I mean, mm-hmm. we lost Dale, we lost Shane, haha, and you know the Walkers coming out of the barn. Herschel's never ending bullets. It was, I thought it was a good season. Uh, I thought it was a great season, yeah. Especially in hindsight, yeah. looking back at how it evolved, it was it. Season two really was a great season. And you know, Gwen and, and Maggie getting together, and it, mm-hmm. it, it still, and that was back when they had little comic moments too yeah with uh maggie smashing the eggs on gwen's head and things like (laughs) that and they still had some they don't have a lot of those moments anymore really not since gimple took over they don't have like a lot of little comic things but those are all cute but yeah i i liked it even though the season premiere was like yeah (laughs) yeah it got us there. Right. Now, the uh, the season three, though, uh, season premiere, Seed, I really, I, I liked that one. Um, the cold open, um, the, the Seed was the episode where they landed at the farm. And uh, they had, to, and I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> landed at the prison after the farm. And they had to clear the prison out. And... Uh, First of all, the cold open. That was when they uh, they went into the house um, and they cleared out the house and there was the whole scene with the dog food where all they could find was dog food to eat. Yeah, and when Carl and opened Rick, it up and Rick was like, nah, no. Right. Right, and Lori was very pregnant and uh, it, it was just, it, it, I thought it was just a fantastic cold open. And then the whole clearing out of the of the prison showed how they were they had gelled together as just one fine oiled machine. Yeah, and a lot of people took issue with, oh, we didn't see before that and what they went through. But that cold open was the indication of what they went through. Right. That Carl was just like, Well, all right, now we're gonna have to eat some dog food. Because obviously, food it was a hard winter probably, so they probably mm-hmm. didn't travel a lot, and they had to yep. make do and you know, doing whatever and foraging for food in that way. And I thought that showed us without showing us. And yes. when yeah. Rick saw the prison, the way that his face lit up, like, okay, we're we're this is someplace that's going to be safe. They probably have rations in here. And I thought that showed us everything we needed to know. Right. I really did. And of course, 
And of course, that was also the episode where um, Herschel lost his life, yes, which I thought was great. The it, scenes with them clearing the prison was great. With Maggie stabbing that walker through the neck, they had the mask <laughs> on, <laughs> you know, go, going yeah. at his face or whatever. That was great. And how they had their formation. And they yep. must have come up with that on the road. See, and again, that showed us the things that we we missed that we didn't really need to see, that they were working as like a cohesive unit to take care of business. Yes. And they did their formation and cleared out all those walkers and did what they needed to do and then chopped off Herschel's leg. And <laughs> Beth sang, and I loved it, and I don't care. <laughs> her and Maggie sang the parting glass and I love that song and yeah. I, I just that was a great episode and ending with the discovery of the prisoners that was a great end mm -hmm. love that episode yeah and it showed a lot of tension uh, that still existed between Rick and Laurie too mm -hmm. you know it was just overall it just did everything I think a season premiere should do which was to show us without showing us the time that had elapsed, how far they had come, action moments, character moments. It, it was just a great combination. Did that ever, I really did that ever strike you? This is maybe just a nitpicky thing with me. Did it ever just strike you as weird that they had obviously between the farm and the prison at least eight-ish months had elapsed right. because we know Lori had just found out at the farm that she was pregnant so she was probably four four to six weeks along and mm -hmm. and all that time her and Rick never talked <laughs> never never tried to work <laughs> that's a lot of time on the road a lot of togetherness for that small group of people what do they do just avoid each other and when we last saw them the season before and it Rick had told everyone that he killed Shane and she was all pissed off at him mm -hmm. for it, even though she basically said to him, you're going to have to kill Shane. <laughs> you're going to have to kill Shane. Yeah. You can Shane. I'm going to be really mad at you. <laughs> and it showed her getting away from him because she was disgusted. I took it as disgust. She was disgusted with him or whatever. And backed mm -hmm. off of him and, you know, walked away. But then when we see them again in Seed, it's Rick that's pushing Lori away. And I've always yeah. wondered what it was that happened to change the tide there. How that she was the one wanting to make amends and he was the one pushing her away. Yeah, I see. I... The way I always looked at it is they were in such survival mode when they were on the road. It First of all, they probably didn't have time to talk because the group was probably together all in the time months? in survival. In eight months? <laughs> Come on. In huh? eight months? <laughs> you, can, you can avoid something if you need to. <laughs> in a little group like that, going along the road, get, <laughs> taking a pee in the bushes, eating squirrels. Come on. There's no TV. <laughs> there's no cable. They obviously weren't having sex. Yeah. Have little time. Well, it, it, you know, I think it's one of these things, too, that once again, they, 
they were on the road and you don't, you're right. We don't know what happened. In eight months, every single one of those people would know my life story, whether they liked it or not. <laughs> and, and I would have gotten their life stories out of them. I would have known Daryl's middle name, where he went to grade school, everything, everything. Well, apparently in all that time, they never found out what Daryl did before the apocalypse. Well, he didn't do anything, so I guess he didn't have anything. <laughs> you got to get Daryl drunk, apparently, to, uh, to get that information out of him. But... I, I'm serious. I would have known everything. I would have known Glenn. Glenn. I'm. I would have been the Glenn because he seemed to know. Because he, after T Dog died, he was talking about him getting those elderly church people yeah. out with his with his van and things like that. So Glenn was yeah. finding out stuff when they were on the road, <laughs> and I think that <laughs> I think that Lori and Rick should have had a little talk. They were married. And then, you know, finally at the prison, just before she died, of course, they talked about what were they going to do, get divorce lawyers, blah, blah, blah. And they were making headway then. But, you know, I don't I don't feel too bad for them. They had eight months. <laughs> they could have worked it out if they really wanted to. More things to ponder. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Something, some little something that's, that has always bugged me, but I'll get over it someday. <laughs> okay, moving on <laughs> to, see, <laughs> to season four. <laughs> okay. um, 30 days without an accident. Um, I actually, I actually like that episode. Uh, it's another episode. A lot of these episodes obviously have a time jump. (laughs) Um, but I, I really liked the episode. I liked how the prison was established. I loved the scenes with, uh, Clara. I thought they just really, um, made the episode. Um, and it, it set up the eventual, I, I don't want to call it a relationship, but the bonding between Daryl and Beth when her boyfriend dies. Um, it sets up the question of, you know, what did Daryl do before the apocalypse? And I thought the scenes in that uh, supermarket were <laughs> awesome. You know, the uh, dangling um, walkers and the... Um, helicopter that was on the the roof of the supermarket i i just love those scenes i did like the action scenes but i didn't feel like it was setting up much except for killing beth's new boyfriend and (laughs) her reaction which was no reaction kind of numbness which to me yeah told me that at that point that's the way that people were getting either numb to everything or if they let it in, they couldn't handle it. And I think that mm-hmm. that showed something that, that Beth had the numbness and Rick also, but the way that they handled it was different because Rick was going out and doing stuff and things still <laughs> running into Clara, trying to catch mm-hmm. boars and stuff like that when his focus should have been different and seeing Herschel was that 
tipping point, I feel like, for everybody because he was still, like, mm-hmm. in it, still feeling things and still focused on doing the right things for everyone because he really wanted Rick to be there for Carl and show him mm-hmm. the way. And I thought yeah. I thought that that was interesting how that Herschel was trying to still make sure everybody would stay on the right path instead of ending up like like Beth for that period of time or ending up like Rick for that period of time. Going down yeah. to things or not facing things. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And I did like Crazy Clara <laughs> and her and yeah. her hoodie. <laughs> but again, <laughs> that didn't serve Eddie the head. That didn't really serve much of a purpose since she just up and died <laughs> after <laughs> after the introduction of Rick. But it always amuses me looking back that as soon as they showed Clara at that four and she started talking to Rick and everybody online was, Oh my god, walkers can talk. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> that really amused me. And then when they found out that she's just, you know, a dirty, crazy lady, <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> walkers could talk. It, it just delights me. But yeah, the action was good, but it really didn't do much else for me. And well, we learned Bob was a drinker, but yeah, that. That really didn't affect things. I don't. I can't even remember him actually then getting drunk, except in his backstory where they found him. Well, when they showed him mm-hmm. laying in that little cage shack or whatever with a bottle of Nyquil. So yeah. I don't. I don't know if that really served a purpose either. But I did like the action. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good action, and I I thought it it set up the the question of, um, you know, can we come back and, you know, what we will do in order to survive? Can we come back from this? You know, and I thought it was set up well through Rick's interaction with Clara. Um, And then the juxtaposition of his interaction with Herschel, where he's just completely lost. Yeah, that could have been sort of a tipping point to him. Maybe he was thinking, oh, man, I don't want to end up with a head in a sack. (laughs) 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 My only company living out in the woods and trying to feed it living stuff. (laughs) That could have told him something, but... (laughs) But yeah, I did did like that episode. Um, But the... Another one of my favorite um, premieres, though, was uh, No Sanctuary. No Sanctuary was the um, season five, five, and that was the uh, Escape from Terminus, where Carol goes completely badass and blows up everything. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, I did did like that episode. It was was a roller coaster ride through hell from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. I, I really loved it. I did, even though, you know, I'm not a big fan of the whole terminus thing. I, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, my feelings. It took too long to get there. Seeing all these signs, 
everybody had been out exploring Michonne, Daryl, Glenn, getting people. They never saw these terminus signs before. We took the prison mm-hmm. falling <laughs> and not having a rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna get over that either. I hold grudges, but yeah. <laughs> well, the lesson from the prison always have wrong people. <laughs> Just crazy to me that nobody saw those signs at all. But No Sanctuary was a terrific episode. That trough scene for mm-hmm. me, one of the best, most awful oh, moments brutal. of the entire series. It was mm-hmm. just flawless. The special effects where they cut the, hit them in the head and cut their throats it was horrifying the cast looked horrified mm. as you saw the mm. people in the lineup seeing the first person get hit sam poor little sam and his throat split <laughs> just the expression on their face just gave me goosebumps it was completely chilling watching these people yeah. knowing this is what's going to happen to me Sam going first, that was probably a blessing because he had no idea. He was hitting the head from behind and that's all he knew. <laughs> didn't feel his throat get thank mm-hmm. hopefully didn't feel his throat getting slit or anything like that. But everyone next to him knew it was coming for them and just the their blood going in. Oh, that was great. Well, I'm creepy, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else feels <laughs> that way. <laughs> I'm super creepy. Right. But that was good for me. Yeah, it, yeah, that was a, a amazing scene, and the, of course, the setup with the with the big line about the um, red handled no. machete no. that Rick had, and um, the the explosions and the action, and and then once again the human moments when everyone reunited, you know, Rick reuniting with Judith and Carol coming back into the group after she had been exiled uh, for killing Heron and David. Uh, it, it was just, I just thought it was a near flawless episode. I can't say it's flawless because Days Gone By is of course the pinnacle, but it's right up there. I'd say Days Gone By, Seed and No Sanctuary are my three favorite season premieres for you know The Walking Dead. I loved about it is that they didn't forget to add little details like you know the crazy guy in the box car that Glenn decided to let out. Yeah. And that was that was who Glenn was saying to Rick you know how about these people this is still who we are so glenn always wanting to hold on to his humanity and i think ultimately he always wanted to be the person that herschel would be proud of you know taking Mm -hmm. care of maggie and and still being a moral compass like herschel was but to actually stop with all that crazy nightmare stuff happening to say, this is still who we are. And then letting that crazy guy out yeah. and having to kill him. <laughs> but you tried, Glenn. <laughs> and then Rick, <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum, when he saw the 
terminus guy, the one with the with a bat that hit everyone in the head, as a walker, mm-hmm. and stopped anyone from putting him down, because he, yeah, even though walkers don't know anything, that was his attempt at revenge. Okay, now you're going to be a walker because yeah. you killed all these people, so f you. And you know, just a right. little bit of who <laughs> who everyone had become and whoever that's. That was the way that they were going to be. That Rick decided that's who he was going to be, and Glenn was still being who he was the whole time. And I, I like those little, those yeah. little moments like that. Yeah. And also, Abraham saying, "Unless you said earlier, we're not going back in there." When Rick's like, "We need to go around the fence, <laughs> start killing people." And Abraham, <laughs> what? We're not going back there. Um, <laughs> And they should have listened to Rick because then Bob would still have had a leg. Well, he would have died anyway, but at least he would have died without having his leg eaten. But yeah. Yeah. And I, I you know what? I also love the, the face off between um, Carol and Mary. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a, a, a great moment too in that yeah, episode. Because Mary wasn't wrong when she was saying, You could have been one of us. Right. I don't think that six <laughs> people would ever start eating people, but I took it to mean as people who would do anything to survive. You think to survive? Would yeah, do the worst thing exactly. To survive, which we've seen, short of eating people, mm-hmm. that they are just about prepared to do anything to survive. And Mary wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that was, that yeah, was no, it's. And like you said earlier, it was a great episode that set up a kind of not so hot first half of the season. Yeah. All that walking, you know. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And the whole Beth stuff and everything like that. But yeah, that was set the bar high. Yeah, but still one of my one of my favorites. Um, going on now to season six, um, first time again. So I, I have some kind of mixed feelings on first time again. So this was the episode there in Alexandria, and this was the. This was the plan to get the walkers out of the pit. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it. This was an episode that was a little confusing. There were black and white scenes and then there were color scenes and it was back and forth through time. And it was, I felt it was an episode that it was trying too hard to be clever. You are, that is the perfect way of putting it because I agree. I remember reading, actually we have, since we have a live chat during the episode and after the episode, Mm -hmm. people were actually confused that Mm -hmm. what are, what are the black and white scenes? What, what are that? And what are, what are they, what are they doing? (laughs) And well, those are flashbacks into what happened to bring them to the point. But the way that they had them 
inserted, it was choppy. Yeah, it, it wasn't clear that it was a flashback. They relied too much on the black and white film indicating it and not enough on the sequencing. And it was very, it was very confusing. And I, I think that yeah, I understand what they were doing, but that's something, to me, it would have been more effective if they showed the current action at the beginning and maybe they showed mm-hmm. black and white flashback in the middle, maybe 10, mm-hmm. that was a, an extended episode anyway, I, I'm pretty sure. If they would have yeah. showed 15, 20 minutes in a black and white to show what what had happened to get them to the point in the beginning, I think that may have been mm-hmm. more effective. Right. And I don't really see that that episode actually led to anything going on in the rest of the season. Exactly. And that was another thing, too. It's Right. It was almost like you could have removed that entire season premiere and you could have still had a season. <laughs> yes, I don't. Other than those walkers showing up later for No Way Out, some of them, it could have mm-hmm. been done another way. Kind of another example of kind of a filler yeah. that you're you're right. It could have we could have done without it. Or at least without the flashbacks. Right. Yeah, and the one time you don't want to have a filler is at yeah, you know during wanted, your season If they premiere. wanted to do something <laughs> like that, they could have maybe saved it for a mid-season finale or just before the mid-season finale or something. I don't know. Just that, that black and white and the flashbacks. I don't know whose idea it was. Yes, I do. It was Scott Gimple's. (laughs) And And it wasn't good. And they should never do it again. Or at least they should do it, like I've said, as some way to split the episode instead of the way it was chopped. And, you know, I think that we've mentioned before, or at least have mentioned in the group chats, sometimes we'll say, oh, there's that drunk editor again. Because of the way that the way that episode is put in so choppy and going from one scene to another that doesn't flow and it you know, the viewers are like, Well but then but then what happened? And they'll go back to something else and mm-hmm. people are obviously time traveling because it's night <laughs> it's night and then it's day and then suddenly mm-hmm. it's night again. And people are in Oceanside, and then suddenly they're back in Alexandria, which you know that that's a, I think, like a two-day trip. So yeah, we call those drunk editor mm-hmm. moments, but it seemed like the little drunk editor <laughs> had his fingers all over this episode. So, <laughs> no, no. Well, I think if, if The Walking Dead suffers from anything, it's sometimes uneven pacing. where things sometimes don't flow or they seem to be rushed or they seem to go too slow. And that episode, I think, suffered yeah. from all and of that. <laughs> really one of the 
worst all-time episodes for me just because of the choppiness and the terrible use of that black and white effect to show that those were the flashbacks and and the lack of purpose there really there wasn't a purpose to the episode it, we could have done pretty without big it. on flashbacks anyway which I, i'm not really a fan of mm-hmm. if they're gonna do a mm-hmm. backstory episode okay do a backstory episode but chopping them up like that that that's no good they haven't repeated that yeah. thankfully so hopefully yeah well maybe they learned that lesson maybe whoever <laughs> whoever was in charge of it scott kimball um i watched it back and said, <laughs> i was totally drunk when i did that episode. <laughs> i'm never gonna do this again <laughs> well maybe they fired the drunk editor hopefully <laughs> Uh, and that takes us into the season six. Um, <laughs> what can we say about this one? The day will come when you won't be. The big <laughs> build up and let down of the reveal of who Negan kills stinker. with Lucille. It was a it, oh, I've only watched it once. It was, I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah, it dragged out the Lucille deaths too long. We've already been waiting. Yeah, since mm-hmm. the previous season finale to find out, and then it starts with Negan, Dragon Rick, and mm-hmm. that was ridiculous. And it it just made his his entrance seem more meh because it was just a big old mess. I don't know what they were thinking. The only saving grace was Andy's yeah. phenomenal performance. Not bubble and all. Yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, he was he was awesome in the episode, but it that episode gets me extremely angry and like you I've only seen it once um I can remember in work you know during the entire time in between the two episodes people were asking me you know do you know who who he killed you know who he killed I mean literally everyone was waiting for that Lucille moment to find out who he killed and the next day after that episode aired People were so disappointed. And a few people swore they wouldn't watch the show again because they felt cheated. That, you know, it was a double kill. It was Abraham and then Glenn. And, you know, most of them had read the comic and knew that Glenn was, was you know, the victim in the, in the comic. And then the brutality of it that it was such overkill, it, it turned some people off. And then to wait the whole episode to find really out. You should have started with that. That was such, I felt almost an insult to fans because, well, let me 
Let me just yes. say, yep. I already, I already knew we were tricked. The Lucille victims were way before that, and yep. Well, you I told you, you told, told me so. <laughs> they were trying to keep it such a secret, so people were pissed yep. off at that cliffhanger that we didn't know. And I felt like if they were going to have two victims, mm-hmm. they should have shown us who it was at the end of the season that you know was Abraham, and then yep. if they wanted to kill Glenn too, start that season. Yeah, kill him that, in the premiere. I think that would have yeah. made the fans more ease. And it, you know, getting watching somebody be beat to death with a baseball bat, man, that was rough. I, not, yeah, and it happened yeah, not and once but twice in the same episode. I didn't feel like that I was um, unprepared for that because, like I said, not only did I know that somebody sent me pictures of Abraham after he was hit the first time before he said, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, suck my nuts or whatever to, uh, to Negan. And I also had a picture of Glenn with his mm-hmm. eye popped out and I sent them to whoever wanted, wanted mm-hmm. to know, wanted to see them because we were all pissed off, you know, mm-hmm. at that point. And those pictures were terrible to mm-hmm. look at. But even I was unprepared for how. Yeah. I remember I was sitting on my, I was sitting on my couch. How brutal it was watching, and I actually, without even realizing, realizing it, sunk down off the couch, and I was on the floor, almost on my knees, just watching in horror mm-hmm. because that was pretty awful. Um, but I, yeah. I did not like that episode. I didn't like having to wait and see. Negan, like I said, drag Rick to the RV and go on their little nightmare ride where Rick had to save himself from all the walkers and drag him back. And then we finally got to see the victims and then the stuff with Carl. That just wasn't yeah. good for me. And, you know, no, a lot no. of watching the, I don't know if you ever watched the reaction videos on YouTube. But if mm-hmm. you look at the new thing, uh, not the new. Oh yeah. If you look at the <laughs> "They Will Come, We Won't Be" reaction videos, everyone was pissed off. Everyone was horrified. But you know, it's a horror show. Yeah. But that was a little beyond the pale. And I'll, I'll never watch it yeah. again. And not for the same reason that I went watch Self Help again. No. But <laughs> also not one of my favorite <laughs> episodes. But. I don't know whose idea that was, Scott Kimple, but yeah, it's just not. <laughs> no, no, not certainly not. Um, going into the season eight, uh, Mercy. Um, I. Mercy really wasn't that memorable to me. I, I mean, other than the scenes with Rick, that you know, the the old Rick with the limp coming right from the comic book, it it really wasn't that memorable an episode. And then to find out that those scenes with Rick meant absolutely nothing. Yeah, and I have really pissed me off. Too. Mercy was goodness wrapped in suckiness because 
that future scene, like I said, it turned out to be nothing. And in retrospect, thinking about because Carl was in it, listening to Weird Al Yankovic and mm-hmm. and Judith older and everything, and especially the comic fans thought that that's where it was headed. Okay, yeah, this is in line with a comic. Yay, this is the future. Right. And Negan must uh, break Rick's leg because he's got his cane. And I was excited. And that mm-hmm. damn gimple just ripped the rug yep. right out from under me, and I didn't appreciate that at all. The fighting was good, yeah, but also stupid, because yep. <laughs> they shot out all the windows of Negan's sanctuary, drew him out to have a talk, mm-hmm. and why, <laughs> why didn't they just kill him then? He yeah. was right there. Right. Uh, now, Gavin was Nothing the one came out of it. Gavin had, I really like Gavin's character. That makes me mad that they killed him off because I think he would have been good on on Team Rick. He was, you know, he always had that little bit of grumpiness to him that he just was tired of all this shit and just wanted to sit on his lawn and yell at some kids or something. (laughs) He was was having none of it. But Mm -hmm. he was, he stepped up and said, okay, you know, maybe we should talk and Everybody was like, no, no, no. And I guess they were right because Rick didn't, he had the opportunity, he could have taken out all the lieutenants right then. And he could have liberated everybody inside the sanctuary, but instead they shot out the windows. That, that was <laughs> stupid. But yeah. but the, the fighting and the action was, yeah. was okay. And I was... Mm-hmm. Yes, Mercy was the introduction of Sadiq, right? But not after learning, you know, episodes in that he was the gateway just to kill Carl. Yeah, because I thought I really liked Sadiq in the comics too, and I was like, "Oh yay!" Mm -hmm. And I thought, "Why didn't they just? Why are they introducing him like this?" And it just didn't make sense how he was an outsider coming in instead of someone that they knew from another community. Mm-hmm. But now that I understand, I just hate it yeah. even more. Yeah, I get strong feelings about like, yeah. when, when things didn't play out the way that, that I want them to. And even that future scene with Rick opening the door and one of the houses being totally yeah. rebuilt and the owl statue, stuff like that, and Judith talking about the festival, that kind of pisses me off, too, because... Yeah. Well, the comic fans saw it. Yeah, well, the comic fans... It was fans the future that it. didn't oh, okay, happen. Well, that, because that's what happened. The festival is where they go, where Alpha shows up mm-hmm. in disguise, blah, 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 and that happens. But right. why would... Why would this future sequence that he was imagining mention a festival that did that he that did he happen? Had no knowledge of, and Rick Rick was gone right. by then anyway. That just doesn't those little tricks that Gimple tries to pull on us. That just pisses me off when he does things like that. Adds a festival that yeah. 
Rick had no knowledge of or had any idea of before that time. That was just weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was an episode with a lot of yeah. promise. But yeah, it the, like the promise wasn't as a fulfilled. comic reader, I especially don't like to be tricked. Yes. Because those yeah. things are from the comic and then they don't come to fruition and it's just really a letdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does remind me of the day will come when you won't be, in the sense that once again it was a way to yeah, snooker I don't, I don't like the that. comic book reader. Especially fans of a comic like me. Yeah that have been from the get-go deserve better than that. Mm -hmm. Just to be shortchanged. Yeah. And that's what it seems. It, we don't think yeah. it's clever. And fans of the series that don't read the comic, they don't know any better. So I feel like, like it's just directed at us poor little long-suffering comic readers who have been through enough. <laughs> we've been through all that comic stuff we right. should we should get a payoff and you know yes. and seeing Rick like that like yep. older Rick in a comic I was excited and now he's flying off on a helicopter doing who the hell knows what <laughs> I just don't like it <laughs> <laughs> I have no appreciation for it And season nine, that brings us to the season nine, A New Beginning. Um, once again, it wasn't an episode that really stood out for me. I, I know that <laughs> you enjoyed something in particular in the episode. And Gregory got hanged, which is just a great day for everyone. <laughs> everyone hated Gregory. Yeah. And he had it coming... That also happened in the comics. I appreciate them sticking to that. Yep. But the other thing, I mean, they were, since Maggie was leaving, I did feel like some of those things were a little rushed and the abrupt about face with her. Kind, I mean, it, um, mm. it didn't come out of nowhere because we know she had hard feelings about the stuff with Negan and all, but yeah, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't a great episode. No, I, I just, once again, it's, it, it wasn't anything that was really memorable to me. And um, if you're going to set up a whole season, there should be something in it that makes me say, hmm. And other than Gregory's death, which, you know, did come from the comic and was important, it, it just didn't, I, I didn't get anything out of no, it. No, and especially the way that they had Maggie do it in front of kids and right. I just, I just didn't appreciate that. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't similar no. to me. It was, you know, how some of, some episodes you'll watch them and think I can't wait to see what happens next and then there's some episodes that you're watching it and saying oh, I can't wait until this is over so something finally happens yeah right 
Yeah. This was the, <laughs> yeah, what I call the assassination episode. <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, that one was a bit of a clunker, too. Uh, but then that brings us now to the episode for this season that uh, we're going to really delve into, which is Lines Recross. And this is the... Um, this is the episode that is the time jump after the um, beheadings and the heads on the spike from last season. And uh, it sets up what will eventually be the war with the Whisperers, which is what we're really in the middle of right now and we're staying in the middle Waiting we're staying this... in the middle for the finale, <laughs> for the finale. <laughs> we're still we're still in the middle <laughs> and there were some things i actually really liked about this episode um you and i both agree that the mm -hmm. the fight training scene in the cold open was pretty awesome it you know, showed the, uh, how the group is coming together. It showed a really good side of Aaron, um, him as a leader, him as the father. And, um, yeah, I do. It's just a, a great like scene that Aaron has been infused with comic Rick. Yeah, not just in yes, the Yes, he, he's got that leadership. Adopting that look of bearded ruggedness or <laughs> or whatever, but also mm -hmm. in the way that he's leading. And he has the attitude of, yeah. we're doing it without wavering. And to see yeah. him having everyone young, old, small, tall, everyone come together like that, so prepared and trained with their with their shields and mm -hmm. their weapons. That was that was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was uh and that's what I mean when I talk about once again that wow beginning that really hooks you into the episode. It reminds me of once again, going back to Seed, where there's that wow opening and you say, okay, this is an episode I can get into. So I, I, I really enjoyed that. You know, if that was, if that was the entire episode, it probably would have been <laughs> pretty, pretty cool with me. But there were some really nice moments in it as well. Um, I love the scene with Connie and Kelly on the beach where, you know, Kelly says that his, uh, I'm sorry, her um, hearing is going. And they talk about it being, you know, that it's not a disability, it's a superpower. And I, I really, I, I love that moment. And it, it foreshadows, I think, it's going to foreshadow what I believe will be the she return be of because... Connie. And she's not the ninja. I just wanna, <laughs> I just wanna stress that. She's not the ninja. No, she's not the ninja. 
<laughs> shame. Shame. No, no, it's it's not Connie. It's definitely not Connie. But <laughs> yeah. And it it foreshadows Kelly's conversation with Carol too, where he where she talks about Carol's superpower, yeah, although I disagree with what Carol's and superpower is. I don't but think it, that Yeah. Connie's still missing. I don't see it doesn't make sense for Kelly to be like that with Carol. Oh, yeah, that's your thing. You lost my sister, so what? <laughs> I just, I'm not buying that. Who would do that? <laughs> but, but Kelly had some great, yeah, great her, moments. But that, in, in that to me season. just didn't ring true. Yeah. To her character, and yeah, yeah, that. Her connection with They're her sister. They're very close, and I just, yeah. and I don't know why no one's looking for Connie. That also doesn't make sense to me. She's out there, deaf and yeah. alone, wearing Walker skin. Somebody could mistake her for a whisper. Some, mm -hmm. you know, a Walker could sneak up on her. That just, that's kind of odd. But anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> back to this episode. Yeah, but I, I did like that moment on the beach with them. I actually liked a couple of the Connie moments uh, throughout this episode. I, I liked the connection yeah, with her and Daryl. You could see that really growing. With her and Kelly um, was teasing her about, oh, you know, there's your boyfriend. Yeah. That, that, that's cute. And I really love yeah. that Connie had yeah. said to him that she imagines him to have like a southern accent his signing to have a southern accent i thought that was really sweet that she's <laughs> yeah. she's thinking of that and mm -hmm. yeah they're cute together i like that i thought it was a pretty solid premiere yeah. i think it solidifies angela kang as a excellent choice for showrunner i feel like she should be left to it mm -hmm. with no pinch of gimple influence we know that satellite was his idea because it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you said before, it probably yeah, I, disintegrated I, I, to nothing. And they spent mm -hmm. too long fighting that fire where they could have. I would have rather see Aaron's little team fighting more on the beach or learning to fight more on the beach or something rather than, than put it, trying to put out yeah. that fire and. Yeah. Yeah. It, it the the satellite was useless. It it was just it it was a stupid. <laughs> pardon the yeah. pun, but just yeah. a, out of the sky. Since that time, yeah, he, you know, gimmick. I guess he got some stuff that they could use off of it, but it's not been clear to me what he's used it for. Yeah, it, it wasn't capitalized on. The only thing it, well, I mean, it, it sets up them going into Whisperer territory, but they, times, they could have done that another way. The only thing I, I know that you crossed the borders. Right. Yeah. So she already knew. And they'd already done right. it before, so. Yeah. But the, the only other thing it did was it set up some more quirky moments for Eugene. Which I thought Eugene was great in this episode, too. I mean, any time he's allowed to be just, you know, quirky is 
is awesome. And it's it set up some of that for him when he's trying to, you know, get the get the useful pieces off the satellite really and Luke helps him out and washing but, up on shore even. Yeah. Or something that made a little bit mm-hmm. more sense because I that yeah. satellite wouldn't have been so intact. And Ben and I have discussed yeah. Yes, our listener Ben certainly wouldn't have had useful parts. <laughs> he agrees with me, and my technical <laughs> advisor and I have discussed it. And mm-hmm. He also agrees with me, and the only mm-hmm. only purpose that it served, as far as I can figure out, is that in Eugene and Stephanie mention it to each other. He realized how close by that she is. Yeah, we couldn't have found that out another yeah, way. Yeah, you could have just saying, done I'm that. I'm in West Virginia. <laughs> it was, right. It was really, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't need that file. You need a satellite like to figure that out. <laughs> didn't like that. I really didn't care about Carol coming back from the boat and being no. told to Ezekiel, being kind of weird with Daryl. And yeah, I, I could have done without all that. They could have fought on the beach, done yeah anything yeah, other I, than fought a fire, and <laughs> it would have been fine. So eh. yeah, yeah. I I wasn't I wasn't impressed with that part of it either. The only, the other thing that it that it did do was set up uh, Sadiq's um, PTSD, which in hindsight, you know, really showed a very tragic end for him i did think that was nicely done because what he saw would definitely be a traumatic experience that stayed with someone for a really long time Mm -hmm. which was yeah yeah i i actually um you know after the way he was introduced i wasn't a fan of his character but i became a fan of his character through his um, his struggle with what he had seen and what he had experienced. Like the introduction as a way to get Carl bitten and you know things like that. But I always love Sadiq and I love yeah. uh, the actor, and I was really sorry to see him go. But mm-hmm. I did like that they flashed on the moments in the barn when everyone was getting decapitated and he was being forced to look and his, the way that he remembered finally that it was Dante. See, that was good. And they didn't have to have him hallucinating Mm -hmm. because he'd been through that. And I'm tired of the hallucinations, as you know. So it was more about what he actually went through and, Mm -hmm. I thought that was done really well. Yeah. I, yeah. No, it was. It, yeah. And, and, and that was so set up in that episode. I so I like that part of it, too. feel so terrible um, for him. Like, I just wanted to hug him because he was really going through that on his own until Rosita finally said later, hey, torture. you know, what's happening here when she saved him from drowning? And what's happening here? And he was finally, but that—that mm-hmm. that was probably really hard mm-hmm. for him 
to admit that he couldn't work it out on his own and the nightmares he was having and everything. He did a great job, and I'm very upset that yeah. mm-hmm. it ended for him the way that, yeah. that it did. I would have liked to see him get through that and and still be around. Every damn kid's got to be an orphan. Or yeah. half an orphan, lose, lose one parent or the other. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, um, I mean, there were some nice moments in that episode. Um, it really did. That was so. Satellite good. really ruined it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you want to uh, want to go to rating the episode then? All right. Um, so I struggled a little with this because, like I said, I I enjoyed parts of it, but the satellite really brought it down for me. Um, I ended up giving it an eight, but I'm going to call it a low eight. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but. I couldn't go as low as it like a 7.5 because I thought it was better than that. But really, I was just so disappointed in the satellite part of it. But the the good moments were really, really good. So so I'm going with an 8. But that satellite thing, it could have been (laughs) used, that time could have been used more wisely doing something else. And, you know, it coincidentally hit the whisper border mm-hmm. and yeah, that was, that was just kind <laughs> of silly. They could have done something else to be in that area for some reason. Even one of the kids could have ran into the area because RJ was there and, mm-hmm. you know, something, but mm-hmm. how often do satellites fall out of the sky? I just, yeah. <laughs> Intact. And, you know Intact. what? <laughs> it kind of made me think. Remember on Fear, the guy that Strand was talking to that was actually stranded in space? Mm. I initially thought, oh, I wonder if that's that poor yeah. bastard. <laughs> Before, before I found out, it was just you know when I was reading spoilers <laughs> and things like that for it. That was the first thing I thought of. I thought, oh, I wonder if that poor bastard finally fell to, <laughs> to the ground <laughs> because fear is set before <laughs> the events of Walking Dead, and I thought that was going to be like mm-hmm. an Easter egg tie in there. But then it was a satellite, and I was kind of disappointed because that was an opportunity. At least that would have been something. <laughs> the tie in the shows, but I missed opportunity yeah. again. Bull, there's that guy, and and that was really sad. I don't know if you uh, <laughs> recall that episode. It was kind of early in the in the show, but the whole talk that yeah. Strand had with him, yeah, was I was really devastated. Could you imagine yeah. not only being in a zombie apocalypse, but being Major Tom, out, out in space for, forever. Stuck in space. I would have jumped yeah. out of it, and just whatever happens when you 
hit no oxygen or, <laughs> or whatever and you're out in space. Kind of like I always think of that scene from uh, Total Recall where they're on Mars and they're oh yes either their helmets come off or crack or something like that and yeah and I think they get was, um, expelled real, onto the onto the surface was hallucinating that yeah totally I can't remember because I hated that movie only <laughs> saw the one time but like it, their yes, faces yeah. kind of cracked and their eyeballs popped out and it was horrifying <laughs> and I'm, I, I and I'm thinking that's what yeah. probably happened that poor guy eventually in space if he didn't succumb in some other way and that made it even worse but anyway missed opportunity and satellite thing was stupid so yeah solid eight for the other little moments with Kelly and Connie and Daryl and Daddy Aaron Mm-hmm. yeah it, it once again missed opportunity which i think is probably the theme yeah. for a lot and of the uh the season premieres greg nicotero is doing his thing <laughs> and bringing the direction for us mm-hmm. but if if the writing's not there and like i said the cast they always rise to the challenge they're doing a great job but but just some of these little either nonsensical moments or the moments that don't move the story forward at all and and you know what they are because in retrospect you can think of them if this didn't happen this didn't happen this didn't happen would it matter and usually the answer is no you know just like with with first time again right we could have done without that episode you know, it could have been as easy as, oh, there's yeah. this big pit of walkers. We should do something with them and lead them away. That's it. We didn't need all that black and white. And what what led us to finding this? Oh, yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. No, yeah. That wasn't a good idea. So we'll head on to the spoil, spoilers and predictions yeah. section. And I don't have anything. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing new still don't know <laughs> nothing new guys season finale is going to happen <laughs> so I'm still convinced Carol's going to get bitten like Andrea in the comics mm-hmm. but that's just a little spoiler prediction recap yep. and I'm sorry that's all I have for now but you know yep. it's gonna, I did read for now. the dumbest thing <laughs> the other day it's from I call it UK's answer to The Onion because I think the people who write it just uh, think of yep. some things and say, I'm just going to say this is true. And the person on it was saying that in season 12 <laughs> that Negan's going to be killed off. And my first thought is they haven't even written season okay. 11 yet. And there's no way 11 yet. that anybody has <laughs> decided that Negan's going to die in season 12. What if there is no season 12? You know, and I, that's one of the things that I do think in the end, they'll probably stick with a comic. And I honestly, I feel like, and comic spoiler coming for people who haven't 
haven't read it or haven't read that far, I think that his fate was the worst out of anyone's. And Negan's. Yeah, oh, Rick just Rick's or die, Negan's? So, you know, that's how. Negan's, oh, okay. <laughs> I, and, you know, I made peace with that now. <laughs> what a beautiful ending. Well, I thought I thought I thought you were meaning that it was the worst yeah, because that, that really you didn't want to see it end. Wear him ending it like that, and I was upset until I read it. But it was a really beautiful ending, and I told Kirkman how I felt. I wrote I wrote to him, and uh, I'm like I was unhappy when Rick died for sure, <laughs> and I tweeted him that, and he told me he was sorry. I said, I'm so unhappy, and he says, I'm sorry, <laughs> and, I'm, and I believe him, <laughs> it was heartfelt, but no, I think Negan <laughs> had yep. the worst ending to anyone, and not saying worst as in I hated it, worst as in I loved it, because he kind of deserved it. He ended up alone in a little house, he never had any more human contact, he mm-hmm. really exiled himself. And even mm-hmm. when Carl would take him supplies, which he did, yeah. you know, often, and left things for him, he always knocked at the door to talk to him, and Negan wouldn't come to the door. He had a little uh, grave marker for Lucille outside his door, and he lived the rest of his life mm-hmm. alone and lonely, yeah. and which is kind of fitting. Yeah. And what what a terrible life. Fitting for him, yeah. Yeah, that's that's terrible, but yeah, the best worst ending <laughs> for a character, and I loved it, and I really feel like yeah, if the series ends you know within the next couple of seasons, which they're saying that it's not going to, but if it does, and that's Negan's, I I would be satisfied with that. Yeah, and I I really. I really think it, and I really it would be fitting yep. that I don't think that they would kill them all. Yeah. Yeah. Did I read somewhere that they are working on season 11 remotely? Mm-hmm. I have not. I have not read that. I thought I read that I do somewhere. I know that they're <laughs> still working on post-production <laughs> the season finale. You know, you'd think with the technology, they'd be able to do I mean, it, I feel you know, distance. Strongly, <laughs> they are not going to start filming in May, even though the governor of Georgia has started yeah. opening things. That's a huge mistake, by the way. I personally feel that's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. And they are anticipating that there will be a spike in coronavirus cases there because he's opening too soon. Um, I I don't think they're going to start filming in May. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're thinking. No, I, I don't see how they can. Remotely or anything like that with season 11. I know that I believe I've heard mm-hmm. that the first few episodes have been written, but I don't think that the cast has scripts or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I thought I had read something about that, but I, I also strongly believe that they actually 
have the episode just about done, but they're holding off because of other things yeah, that yeah, they want everything a, a to kind of fall that I think with the new off. series. And I don't, I do honestly believe that they're still doing post-production touches to it. I do. Um, but I also think that once that's done, yeah, I know that the new series, some of the episodes are still in post-production and I think that they want to be ready to slide right mm-hmm. into it like they intended into World Beyond and they also right mm-hmm. after that fear so um yeah it, that's that's a lot of work so i think uh, yeah it'll probably be a while i'm thinking maybe we'll see it in yeah june i hope and possibly they might start filming by then. you know and possibly i, I was i was thinking more midsummer filming by then by june-ish but it could go either way a lot of uh a lot of shows are scrapping yep. their seasons and are just going to wait until 2021 mm-hmm. to put out any new content. And some of them are like, what? I've waited so long yeah. already. But <laughs> it is what it is. I'll just be, I was thinking yep. on uh, this past Sunday, The Last Kingdom on Netflix the season four dropped and I'm so excited. I was so excited because I've waited a couple of years for this next, there's like at least a year or two between each season of this show and it's maddening. And I'm such a dope that I binge watched it in Mm -hmm. a day and a half. And now I don't know what to do with my life anymore because (laughs) now I have to, number one, hope there's a season five. (laughs) Number two, hope that they start filming it soon. And hope that they show it before two years is up. But I know I'm going to have to wait two years. <laughs> That's the problem with binging shows like that. <laughs> then the waiting. Yeah. Well, it can't be worse exactly. than the waiting then, for um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I hate waiting. So my point is, that was, this whole thing that was awful. Dead, also excruciating. <laughs> but, you know, I'm... I'm down with the whole social distancing Mm -hmm. and staying at home because 60,000 people are not with us anymore because of this thing. And, you know, everyone has to make their sacrifices, even Walking Dead fans. So, (laughs) (laughs) if I've learned anything from watching that show, (laughs) Apocalypse sucks and we'll get through it. If it, you know, if I was in store, one toilet paper, satellite falls, I'm done <laughs> going back in my house and staying. <laughs> no satellite, <laughs> always a bad idea, <laughs> but so we'll see. Hopefully, I, I was thinking that you know, because I follow Gimple, Angela Kang, Rafi Nicotero, everybody on Twitter and Instagram, and they're staying pretty mum about it, so yep. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now, but hopefully soon somebody will say something and let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Oh, well, I'm I sure you'll be the first to know, and you'll let us all know. <laughs> a little something about the Rick movies. 
which I still haven't started filming. And I don't know mm-hmm. what is ever going to happen to that. But there's some kind of issue with yeah, I don't know what's going the on with that. that we're going to release them. And it's possible that that's not what they're going to do. So they have a couple mm-hmm. options there. Either video on demand, yep. which I still don't think is a good option. Um, limited release in theaters, also not a good option. So ultimately, I'm hoping this kind of strong arms them into nope. just putting them on AMC. Because, I, it, honestly, what don't a thought. You think that's what's most fair to the fans. <laughs> we. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. I, I was never down with the theater idea or anyone. And then we have to leave the house to see the Rick movies. Like, just seems a little unfair to me. There's a lot of people who mm. can't get out. You know, people who are housebound or things like that, or people mm-hmm. that have children that are waiting until they tuck their kids into bed on Sunday nights to watch Walking Dead, and now we all get have to go traipsing out to the theater. I want to watch Walking Dead as it was intended to be watched. Yeah. In my tank top and underwear with a glass of wine and some jujubes. So, <laughs> going to the theater like that, <laughs> not an option. <laughs> yeah. I was very surprised. I agree. I was, I was not a fan of the theater they, idea. They first said that that's what was happening with them. That's a terrible idea. So, but that if that gives mm-hmm. you some hope it gives me some hope that since the theaters are having a kind of a disagreement about the release of them that maybe that won't happen i'm hoping that doesn't happen yeah yeah well i think in light of all that's going on with you know production and uh, the lockdown and stuff like that, I think it's more and more likely that Here's we'll just get it on, uh, on AMC as it was <laughs> intended. The movies appear on AMC, <laughs> not in the theater. No more damn satellites. No more confusing black and white flashbacks. No more hallucinations. <laughs> no hallucinations. Yes. And always have a rendezvous. <laughs> Somebody That's do all- it. Yeah. <laughs> so this wraps up for now even though like we've mentioned before the show is on hiatus we are not on hiatus we're here for you and there will be yep and we're still we're still coming up with really cool things and interesting things to say we just episode eight, so we just amuse ourselves come back and listen Ben <laughs> I mean, Ben and Darlene and Heather. Yep. (laughs) We'll be here. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thanks for listening, everyone.